Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. We are back here with Laying the Points, a Road of His podcast brought to you by my bookie. I'm Anthony Miko. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And my co-host, as always, is Action Network writer Matt Lamarca. You can follow on Twitter at Matt Lamarca. Matt, how are we doing? Doing well. Had a nice week last week. I think I went 3-1-1 one, and one against the spread on my five picks. So pretty happy about that. Uh, and hopefully we can keep it going. I'm excited for Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving football. And uh, then we've got some interesting games on Sunday as well. So uh, it should be a good, uh, good, fun little week for better. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Yeah, I'm definitely, you know, I love the Thanksgiving football. I think that especially some of the stuff we've talked about all year with the Thursday games is going to come into play. So I think that that'll be really fun. Um, and again, like we'll talk about it in a little bit, but my bookie's offering that promo $250 free bet on uh, the first game tomorrow, Bears Lions. So, I mean, you just got to, you got to take advantage of that. We'll tell you, of course, who to pick very shortly, but uh, definitely make sure you're taking advantage of that promo. It's um, literally a no lose bet. Yeah, which never happens. So, right? Like I think, I think when I first heard it, I like was shocked. I thought it was for new users only, but literally everyone can just log into their MyBookie account and make a bet of up to two hundred and fifty dollars. And if you win, you get paid, and if you lose, you get your money back. Like I, we, this is unprecedented. I want to shout it from the rooftops. Yep. And like, if you're not gonna. If you're not going to open a MyBookie account now, like you'll just never do it, and you need to just do it. Jumpstart the bankroll now. Um, quick reminder, of course, before we start, you can support the Rotoviz Radio Network and the 10 shows per week on Patreon. For just $5, you gain access to Rotoviz Live, the weekly Sunday morning show, answering all your fantasy questions. Uh, and again, for just $5, you can support you know not just the Rotoviz Live program, but the other 40 podcasts that we produce every month, including this one. Uh, so please help us support us so we can help providing you with uh, industry-leading content. Uh, and of course, as always, we have to pimp the uh, 30% off discount to Rotoviz NFL Pass, which you can get through the podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Season is almost over. I mean, it, it, I feel like it's flying by. If you want to not only contend for your league's postseason, but also win the whole thing, you're going to need that Rotoviz pass. So check it out, 30% off, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Uh, so let's start here, Matt, with the picks this week. We have, of course, uh, the three games on Thursday. And we'll start with those, and we'll start with Chicago, who goes on the road to Detroit. This is the 1230 game on Thanksgiving. The Bears are favored by three. No Mitch Trubisky in this game, at least uh, it, I, unofficially, I guess. He's technically doubtful. But it does sound like 
Chase Daniel is going to get the start. Uh, what is your read on this game, Matt? And uh, what do you like as a pick? Yeah, this is my favorite game on the Thanksgiving slate. Uh, I think that that might be surprising, but I, I love the Chicago Bears here. Um, we've talked all season about how the sh- the Thursday game, the short week, notoriously benefits the superior team. And if you look at the golfing class between these two teams, it's massive. Chicago is currently third in DVOA, while Detroit is 29th, I believe, maybe 28th. But either way, it's like the best team in the league versus the worst team in the league. And we're laying less than a field goal on the road. I get that part of that is because of the Trubisky injury. This line was originally three and a half and it dropped down to two and a half. But I don't really think there's a huge downgrade in quarterback between those two guys. Like Trubisky's best attribute at this point is probably his ability to do things with his legs and maybe chase Daniels isn't as good of a runner, but he can do things with his legs as well. And as far as a passer, I don't know if he's any of a downgrade from uh, Trubisky. So I love the bears here. I love that I can get them without having to lay the full three. So my $200, my $250 free play will be going in on the Chicago bears. Yeah. I should mention that on my bookie, it's still three, but uh, it's minus one fifteen on the Lions, so by tomorrow morning, it's probably going to be two and a half. Um, yeah, I would imagine that a lot of the the public money is going to come in on Detroit. I could be wrong. We'll see. No, I'm with you. Um, Anytime they see like the QB change, I feel like it's just public money on the other team. Right. So yeah, but I'm with you. I mean the the early Thursday games on Thanksgiving, the favorites are thirteen and two. Uh, every single time a road team has won against the spread on Thanksgiving, it's been as a favorite, nine and two. So a uh, lot of trends obviously going in the Bears' directions, and I agree with you. I mean, like the reason that you like Chicago anyway is because of the defense, and yep. that obviously remains unchanged. And you know, Chase, I'm kind of curious to see Chase Daniel playing this offense because uh, you know Nagy's obviously with uh, Helfrich from Oregon has brought in like some more spread concepts. That's really what Chase Daniel was as a college quarterback when he was really productive at Missouri. I know it was a long time ago now. But, uh, you know, I think that Daniel, Daniel can definitely thrive in this system. And Detroit's defense has been so bad. Like, they're giving up points to everyone. I just don't really see – I don't really see how – I shouldn't say I don't really see how the Bears win, but I feel like it's a very favorable position uh, considering the current line. Uh, so, I think we're in agreement here, Matt. And, again – you got the $250 free play on like the game that we like probably the best on Thursday. Like that's just a great combo. So get, get your free money in. Right. And like, if you like the bears and you still like the free play, which you should like, I- I'm going to bet more than the 250 because like, if I wasn't betting 250, I would, I would risk, you know, a hundred, 200 bucks anyway. Right. So like, I'm just going to throw in like a $500 bet knowing that I'll get half of it back at a minimum and then increasing my profit if they win. Yeah. So unit plus I think, the free bet, I think is very sharp. Yes. I thank you. But I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Redskins at Cowboys. I mean, uh, the spreads on these other Thursday games are big. Dallas is favored by seven. They're at home. Uh, this is the first game that Washington will play. From the start, without Alex Smith, Colt McCoy will start. And obviously, our prayers go out to uh, Alex Smith. Really terrible injury. 
And uh, kind of freaky, honestly, with the Joe Theismann thing and the year yeah. gap and all that stuff. Uh, but what do you think about the matchup here, Matt? I mean, seven points is definitely a lot. Uh, but again, we are seeing a, a quarterback change. Um, I'm going to start by asking you a question. Sure. Do you know what Jason Garrett's against the spread record is on Thanksgiving? He's played seven games. Ugh. Is he like one and six? He is 0 and 7. <laughs> Failing to cover by an average of over 10 points per game. Oh, gosh. That's so bad. So, as much as I want to bet the Thursday favorites, like I think that this is just a good spot to kind of buy low on Washington and sell high on Dallas. You know, like we kind of have been saying that we don't think Dallas is that good. Uh, I know they've looked better the last two weeks, but I still don't think they're like a juggernaut or anything. Uh, So them laying a touchdown, I feel like is a, is a lot to ask. Um, You know, they easily could have lost that game last week to Atlanta. And I think that we're getting that, you know, backup quarterback spread value with McCoy, who is not good, but it's kind of like a junior version of Alex Smith. Like, I don't think the offense has to change very much with him behind center. So uh, I will grab the seven points here, although it goes against my Thursday favorite rule. But, you know, there are three Thursday games, so I I doubt all three favorites are going to cover. Yeah, and it is worth mentioning that the uh, the favorites trend is weakest in like the midday game. Maybe part of that is because Dallas plays a lot of these midday games, and uh, <laughs> the Clapper just doesn't get it done. But yeah, I mean, uh, interesting fact about the Cal uh, about the Redskins quarterback situation: uh, Colt McCoy career yards per attempt six point six, Alex Smith yards per attempt this season six point six. So uh, you could argue that there's really no difference at all here. I mean, we, we are definitely like Alex Smith backers in general. Uh, but I think that like the offense is the offense at this point. And I mean, McCoy's been the backup there the whole time Jay Gruden's been there. So uh, probably has a pretty good feel. He is similarly a runner uh, as Smith is. Probably not as good as an athlete, but you know, same willingness to run the football. So yeah, I don't think a ton is going to change necessarily with what they do. Uh, Sean Lee still out for Dallas. I continue to say that that injury is tremendous. And, uh, you know, again, I think this game probably goes pretty low. I mean, you know, Dallas is going to try to run the ball. You know that uh, the Redskins are going to probably struggle a little bit on offense. I'm kind of curious to see if they'll just, like, try to run it and take the ball out of McCoy's hands or if they'll let him throw because, I mean, Dallas is much weaker against the pass than they are the run. Uh, They're top six, actually, in DVOA against the run this year. But uh, very bad against the pass and very bad over the middle of the field. So I feel like it's a good spot for, like, you know, McCoy and Jordan Reed if they let them do their thing. But uh, regardless, like, if both of these teams decide that they want to just run the ball into oblivion, it uh, makes it a lot harder to cover a full touchdown spread. So uh, I, I as well enjoy me some Redskins. Uh, now, the, the marquee game, obviously, for the day is the Falcons at Saints. Falcons are 13-point dogs here going into the Superdome. The total right now is at 60. And again, like I think, you know, last week we were saying, you know, Saints in position maybe to give up the cover. And then they blew out the Eagles. They blew out another team. And the Falcons are probably worse. So uh, what do you make of this line? 13 points again, another big number. Yeah, I I got crushed by the Saints last week. Um, I'm not afraid to admit that I thought that the Eagles were going to at least make that game competitive. But the Saints offense is just 
we don't really talk about them as the best offense in the league, but they they might be the best offense in the league. I know that we just watched, you know, two teams put up 50 points against each other, but sure. the Saints are right up there with them. So uh, their offense is, is legit, and it definitely takes some pressure off of their defense. Um, that said, this is too many points, right? Like Atlanta can score the ball. We know that about Atlanta. The problem is that they give up a tremendous amount of points. So – uh, honestly, I might like the over more than anything else in this game, but sure. I think that if we look at you know big divisional dogs like this, they do cover more than they uh, more than they don't. So I, I kind of like the Falcons to keep this game within two touchdowns. Um, you know, Matt Ryan can put some points up on the Saints defense. I think we know the Saints are going to score. So the question is just if Atlanta can keep up or not, and I think that they can do just enough to keep this within 14 points. Yeah, and it is worth noting that you know, the same trend that we mentioned last week is still in play. I mean, teams since 2006 uh, to win by 28 or more points in their previous game, uh, the team that they play next is covering 56% of the time against the spread. So definitely very very favorable for the Falcons. Um, you know, we'll see if, if the Saints can beat the trend two weeks in a row, but I tend to agree with you. Like they can score with the best of them. Uh, I think we thought that about Philly last week, but Philly may just have like too many injuries and be too, uh, like disoriented at this point really to compete in a game like that. I still believe that Atlanta can, uh, with their offense. So I like the 13 and yeah, like the over, uh, again, like these totals, these big totals, 57 or higher. Uh, 11 and five against the spread five and one this year. So uh, again, like the books really not really adjusting to the high quality game environments. I would say that, you know, if you were ranking the offenses in the league, Saints certainly top three, but you know, Falcons probably also inside the top 10. So uh, very, very positive scoring environment, especially in the dome where we know a lot of overs happen to begin with. So uh, definitely like the over in this game. Uh, so that's it for the Thanksgiving games. We'll get into the normal Sunday slate. Uh, and we have Jacksonville going to Buffalo. This is the poop factor game. I mean, I just have zero interest. We may not even get a red zone highlight out of this game. Like, that's just how bad these teams are playing right now. Uh, but the Bills are three-point dogs at home. Totals at 37, which is, again, just unfathomable for 2018 NFL football. Uh, what do you think of the game, Matt? Let me tell you something, Anthony. Oh, gosh. Nobody circles the wagons <laughs> like the Buffalo Bills. Uh, that's the best Chris Berman I've got. It's not a very good one. <laughs> um, it's okay. I, I, I think this spread is crazy. Jacksonville is favored by three on the road. What has Jacksonville done to warrant being a three-point road favorite? Like, you're telling me that if this game was in Jacksonville, they'd be favored by nine over Buffalo? That's ridiculous. Uh, Buffalo has not been a good football team, but they're also not a bad football team, or at least a very bad football team. Sure. Like, in my opinion, this team is a clear step up from the real dregs of the league. They play defense. They're more than likely going to have Josh Allen back, which should help their offense. So I think this spread is just absolutely ridiculously off. Uh, I love the Bills getting a, getting a field goal at home. Yeah, I mean, we love a good home dog. Uh, Bills going into the bye, I think, 
very timely for them. We would expect Josh Allen to start this week. Uh, and I mean, as much as I think Josh Allen stinks, he's still like a market upgrade over what they've had at quarterback with Matt Barkley off the friggin' street and all these other guys. Like Josh Allen is clearly better than them. Uh, so that's an upgrade. The Bills defense has still been among one of the best, best in football. Uh, as much as we dog kind of how they've structured their team organizationally and, you know, offensively they're a joke, but defensively they're still very good. They do have a defensive head coach and, you know, that part of the game is really held up. So uh, a lot of reasons to like the Bills. I would imagine that at some point we're going to have to move off this key number, whether it's a three and a half or two and a half. We'll kind of see what happens. But uh, at three, I, I mean, again, in a game where there's not going to be a lot of scoring, uh, you would imagine it's probably a field goal game, right? So, uh, Buffalo with the three points, I think, is a good bet. Uh, and the total at 37, I don't have a true lean on that, but I feel like the last time, you know, the last time the Bills played, basically, the total was this low and we went over. So I, I do kind of like the over a little bit, but uh, probably just staying away from, from this in general. I would lock in Buffalo at three now if you like them, by the way. Um, they're getting some sharp activity, 39% of the bets, but 54% of the money. So I think that this line moves in that direction rather than going up to three and a half. All right. I think that's a uh, good advice. There you go. Uh, Raiders at Ravens. Uh, we do expect to see Lamar Jackson again. Joe Flacco still not practicing. Uh, I mean, Harbaugh went from like flat. It would be really difficult for, for Flacco to play to, oh, there's a chance he plays. So I'm just going to assume he doesn't play. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the Ravens are favored by 10 and a half at home against Oakland. I was kind of surprised actually from that total. I didn't think it'd be that, or that spread. I didn't think it'd be that high, but uh, the Raiders that use, as you continue to say, Matt, just have no interest in playing football. Uh, total is set at 43. What do you think? Hey, they won last week, you yeah. know, and then they, they celebrated on the sideline. Like they won the freaking Super Bowl. So, uh, I, I'm going with the Ravens here. Uh, the Ravens have kind of let me down this season. Uh, I, I'm in for a big bet on their season over win total of eight, which is still live, but they're going to need to, you know, win a bunch of games here. Uh, I still think that they're more talented than their record indicates. Uh, and I, I thought that they were okay last week with Flacco or without Flacco, I should say. I don't think you want your quarterback running it 25 times a game. I don't think you want to be skewed that heavily towards the run in general, but against Oakland, you could probably get away with doing the same exact thing and be just sure. fine. Their their defense is going to shut down the Raiders. Um, I, I think that this spread is probably about right, but I will take the Ravens here. Uh, you know, not not with a ton of confidence, but I like backing them at home, and I'm and I'm still fading Oakland. Yeah, they ran for over 250 yards last week. Uh, according to Bet Labs, since 2003, home favorites coming off of a 200-yard rushing game are covering just 45.2% of the time. Uh, so the long-term trend probably does favor the Raiders. Uh, How big is that sample size? Uh, I don't. To, I don't mean to put you on the spot, yeah, but I, I can't. I'd have to rebuild it, but it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't completely insignificant. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I mean, we got like 15 years of games, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of I, – I feel like teams that are very one-dimensional running the ball, like it's hard to cover like a big number and it's hard to to hit like those total numbers. Um, you know, we'll see kind of like the maturation of Jackson 
as the season goes on, I certainly love them. I mean, I, this is my, my action network pieces about them this week. Like I really like what they're doing with them on offense. Uh, but I just have a really hard time laying 10 and a half points in this spot. So I, I'll side with Oakland against the spread. Uh, the reality is I probably just wouldn't bet this game. Um, but I do like the under because like you said, I think that the Ravens are going to shut down Oakland and, uh, you know, really if Baltimore fails to score 25 points in this game or whatever, like, I just don't think you get to the, I don't think you're going to come close to the number. So, uh, I like under on 43. San Francisco at Tampa. Uh, this is one of my favorite games of the week from like a betting and fantasy perspective. Really love this game. We just talked about it on, 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 uh, on the daily. But the Bucks are three-point favorites at home. The total's at 54 and a half. Uh, what's your read here? Well, where, where do you think the value lies? Because I'm the betting value, at least. Because I am struggling a bit with this game. I mean, I think the betting value lies in the over. Okay. Uh, Bucks 8 and 2 this year. Uh, you know, Bucks games, I should say, are 8 and 2 to the over this year. Uh, 72% of the money is on the over. So, or actually, sorry, that's a spread. But it, no, no, yeah, seventy-two percent of the money right now is on the over, just thirty-eight percent of the bets. So a uh, huge difference there, I would say, in terms of money coming wow. in. Obviously, yeah, look at that. And uh, like both of these defenses are terrible. Like they're they're both uh, bottom twelve in DVOA. They're both top twelve in pace. Um, they're both seeding. Big plays all year, both bottom three in DVOA against deep passing. Both of these teams do have deep threats in Marquise Goodwin and Deshaun Jackson. Uh, so I really like the over here. Uh, I think that, you know, in a couple other books, it's already at 55. So 54 and a half, I think you're getting a pretty good number. Uh, and I would imagine that this gets to 55, 56 maybe by the time it closes. I think that the over here is a really good bet. Okay, I can definitely get down on the over as well. As far as a side, I, I want to side with San Francisco because I think Tampa is garbage, but the West Coast to East Coast thing has me a little bit w- worried in that regard. Sure. You know, I don't love taking the West Coast teams in the 1 p.m. Eastern time games, um, but that said, I don't know why the Bucks are laying the hook in this game. Like, I think if you want to give the Bucks three points for home field, I, I think that's okay, but... Three and a half feels too much. So I will tentatively side with San Francisco, but I agree that the best play here is probably on the over. Yeah, and it is worth mentioning uh, Niners coming off a bye, right? So they could be, they could have lounged on the East Coast a little bit, and that would decrease the uh, the effects of the West to East 1 p.m. Because I, I feel like a lot of that, a lot of that has to do with you know you're traveling within the week. And all that stuff. So if they went out there a little early, which I think a lot of these teams tend to do, uh, that could be beneficial. So we'll see. I don't know if they did that or not. I haven't, you know, dove that deep into it. But I, I feel like coming off the bye, that trend maybe isn't that strong. Uh, and of course, that's something I should have done in uh, in pre-production, right? I should have looked that up. But <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next game, uh, where we have uh, my suddenly red-hot New York Giants going into Philly, just a complete blow up spot for them to just get steamrolled. Uh, the Eagles are favored by five and a half at home. The totals at 46 and a half Eagles have been sputtering recently. I mean, I, I don't know whose fault it is on offense, but they just really haven't been able to move the ball and defensively. They just have so many injuries. They've, they've been a train wreck. So what do you think of this game, Matt? 
I love the Eagles here. Um, uh, the Giants have won two straight games. They've beaten the San Francisco 49ers and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Congratulations. You know, like the Giants should win those games. The amount of talent on that team compared to the amount, amount of talent on those other two teams is like night and day. You know, like the Giants have two of the legit 10 or 15 best offensive players in the league. So, I, I, you know, they should be beating these bad teams. The Eagles are not a bad team. I know they haven't played well this season. They're only four and six compared to the Giants at three and seven. But, like, there's been some legit talk that the Giants can come back and win the division, which is just absolutely ridiculous in my opinion. Um, I, I still think that the Eagles are the vastly superior team of the two. The advanced point spread on this game was nine and a half points. Mm-hmm. And after last week, it went down to six. Uh, so, yeah, give me the Eagles here. Uh, I, if the Giants keep this game competitive or pull off the upset, I will have to reevaluate what I think about them. But, you know, the fact that they beat up on two of the, you know, also rans of the National Football League doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you make great points, right? Like, Giants haven't really beaten anybody. We're just getting oodles of spread value because the Eagles just got blown out and the Giants have won two straight. Like this is kind of like a perfect storm in terms of this line being only five and a half. Um, it probably should be at least a touchdown, right? Like I, the Giants aren't that good. Obviously, the last time they played, um, you know, Saquon went kind of nuts. And they yeah, still, the Eagles and they won that killed. game by like thirty, right? And they still got <laughs> killed. So like, it's hard to imagine a situation where the Giants like play better. I mean, in that game, Eli wasn't good. The pass rush kind of got to him, yada, yada. But like Eli's not good. So like that could happen. That could happen any game. Um, he's not facing a bottom three defense this week. So certainly it could happen this week. And uh, yeah, I think all your points are very reasonable. I think that Philly is definitely the correct side. Uh, but I will, you know, if I bet the Eagles, it'll be as an emotional hedge because the Giants are, are roping me back in. I mean, Alex Smith is hurt. Dallas isn't any good. The Eagles have been down. This is just, they're pulling me in. They're pulling me back in. So they need to save me and get blown out this week. It would be very Giants of them to squander this whole situation and they're going to end up with like the 10th pick in the draft. They're not going to be able to get a quarterback uh, and they're going to be in the 10. same exact boat next year. Yep. <laughs> Forget 10th. They'll, they'll pick like 15th. Like they'll just be a complete <laughs> train there. Um, and then they'll extend Eli for like four more years. Uh, <laughs> Browns at Bengals. Little NFC North, uh, AFC North, North showdown. Cincy favored by three at home. Totals at 47 and a half. Uh, probably the game I honestly have the worst read on this week. I don't really know what to make of these teams anymore, Matt. Uh, what about you? Yeah, it's a weird one. You know, Cincinnati has looked pretty bad after starting the season red hot. Uh, and now this this spread is saying that they're essentially on par with Cleveland. Yep. You know, they get the three points for being at home. Uh, for that reason, I'll probably side with Cincinnati just because I think that they are still slightly better. But, you know, maybe the Hugh Jackson factor is bringing this team down. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You know, like the special assistant to the head coach makes me just think of Dwight Trout. <laughs> assistant to the regional manager. Exactly. So, uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I'll go with the Bengals here, but like you, I don't think this is a game we really need to bet. Yeah, I mean, it is worth noting that uh, 42% of the tickets are on the over, but 69% of the money is. So, I mean, we do have uh, at least one terrible defense and one mediocre defense in this game. So, definitely could see the game maybe having some points. Uh, I do want to mention that someone asked, like, Baker Mayfield this week, like, oh, do you think it do you think it matters that like Hugh Jackson knows the offense? And he was like, no, like the way he, the way he answered basically said like Hugh Jackson doesn't know the offense. So we're good. Like, (laughs) yeah, that's funny. Supposedly he like didn't even sit in on like Todd Haley's offensive meetings and stuff like that. Like just completely, completely distanced himself from what was happening there. Like just, Hey, you know what, Anthony, when you're sitting in that chair, you'll get to make the decision of whether or not you want to completely ignore the offense. Okay. <laughs> but you're not in that chair. All right. Oh gosh. You just gave me the Corey Coleman. I don't know what to make of that. Um, <laughs> um, so before we get to the rest of the games, I, you know, I got to go back to talk about my bookie and uh, I'm going to go off script because I don't need a script to talk about this. Like you're getting the Thanksgiving special. We talked about it already. We're going to talk about it again. $250 free play on the Bears-Lions game tomorrow for Thanksgiving. If it wins, you win. You get the money, obviously, that you would have gotten on the bet. You don't lose the $250 that you bet. Regular bet. If you lose, you get the $250 credited back to you. You can't lose. There's no risk. It's all gravy. Uh, there's just no reason to t- not take advantage of this. Like I've never... I, I mean, Matt, you've probably been betting longer than I have, but like I've never heard of this being a thing. And I just think that if you don't take advantage of it, you're leaving $250 on the table, potentially. Like You just have to do it. Um, this is like the best reason to join my bookie, honestly, because they kind of do go off the, off the reserve a little bit with some of these promos. You know, they'll put like spreads on from you know, people that they're affiliated with to say, hey, like, you know, throw this lineup for us. We want to do it for the listeners. And they'll do it. Like, yep. my bookie is, is cool like that. And they're offering this free play. On top of that, you get a 50% deposit bonus if you deposit right now with the promo code ROTOVIZ. So you can literally just, like, scoop a bunch of free money on your deposit bonus and then take some of that free money and bet it for free on the Lions game. Like, there's just... There's so many incentives to join my bookie. Like I've really enjoyed my experience betting with them. I know you have too, Matt. Like I just, I can't emphasize enough the opportunity you have here and why you need to become a, you know, a my bookie. Get the money in. It's it's ridiculous. This is for it's free money. Just do it. Yeah, if it's free, it's for me. That's just you know, that's a life motto. I'm I'm being a little stern with the listeners, but listen, sometimes you need tough love. Okay. And there's no reason you shouldn't be taking advantage of this free money. So just go do it. Jeez. Yeah, we're going to do it. I'm actually really happy, Matt, because, you know, obviously we have uh, the joint account for the podcast. Like, I'm really happy we don't have to haggle about that game. Like, we're just both on Bears. We're just going to smash it for the 250, probably more. And, uh, you know, we'll just cake it up. Well, that'll be our gravy tomorrow. Oh, great. Because obviously we're not eating turkey because it's the worst. Well, I, I always do have a little bit of turkey. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. I mean, you got to have some, but. Yeah, stuffing. All the stuffing. Um, yeah, stuffing, sweet potatoes with the little marshmallows on top. Oh, where oh, do you yeah. reside, by the way, on the green bean casserole? Is that Never had it in my whole life. 
Oh, it's good. They're like the little like crispy onions on top. Well, that, I mean, I love crispy onions. So I would imagine that I would enjoy it, but my family has just never prepared that. So, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I can't complain about what your mom does for Thanksgiving because she's a saint. But uh, <laughs> maybe a polite, maybe a polite suggestion for the green bean casserole. Um, Patriots at your Jets, Matt. Uh, Pat's nine and a half point favorites here on the road. The total is at 46. It is worth mentioning that on my bookie right now, the juice is favoring your Jets. It's minus 120 to take the Jets. You get even money on the Pats line under the key number 10 there. Uh, what do you think of this? I'm torn because the the better in me thinks that the Jets are probably the correct side. Like I think you're getting a decent amount of points. Uh, both teams are coming off of a bye. And Belichick historically has been good when given, uh, you know, a week or more than a week to prepare, but he's been less effective when the opposing team also has time off to prepare, sure. which makes sense, right? Like Belichick is a genius, so he doesn't traditionally need a ton of time. But if you give an opposing coach two weeks to prepare for the Patriots, they can do some stuff. So... All of those things kind of push me in the direction of the Jets, but the Jets are just bad, man. And they're coming off of an embarrassing loss against the Bills. We all thought that, you know, them having Josh McCown in there would be a good thing for the offense, but it certainly wasn't in their, in his first game. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to have McCown again or if they're going back to Darnold if he's healthy enough to play. But uh, I just think that, that, Bill Belichick uh, and the Patriots will take care of the Jets in this game. Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite systems this year has been favorites off a bye. Uh, those teams are covering 58.8% of the time against the spread, uh, ROI of 14.5%. So uh, that trend obviously favors the Patriots. The fact that uh, they are the Patriots favors the Patriots. Um, and it is worth noting that uh, this trend is even stronger when it's a road favorite, uh, visitors 53, 25, and 2 against the spread when favored off a bye. So uh, really, really formidable trends here, I think, for the Patriots. You get it under 10. Uh, I do think that the Patriots are a far better team than the Jets. I will say that, that your Jets seem to always play the Patriots tough at home. They do. Um, I know that that's not like real analysis, but I feel like that's just something that, that we've seen as fans. Uh, so that worries me a little bit, but I do still think that the Patriots are very comfortably a better team, and uh, I think they're the correct side here. Seattle at the Panthers, Carolina favored by three, total 47.5. Uh, really tough game for Carolina last week against Detroit. Uh, Seattle coming off the mini-buy Thursday to Sunday. Uh, what do you think of this? I like Carolina quite a bit here. Um, they have disappointed us a little bit, which is why we're getting some spread value here. This line opened up at four, uh, now sitting at three in most places, still three and a half somewhere, but, uh, mostly threes. And I, I just like fading the Seahawks when they go on the road. Mm -hmm. Um, they're only three and three against the spread this season on the road. I'm sorry. That's West coast to East coast teams in general. Seattle is two, two, and one on the road. So 
I do think there's some value here with Carolina. Like, I still think they're a very good team. They're coming off of a bad Thursday loss against Pittsburgh and then a disappointing game against the uh, the Lions. Sorry. But I think that they're in a nice bounce-back spot here. So I like the idea of getting them at just a field goal. I think this spread should probably be closer to four. Um, so I think that that's where the value lies in this game. Oh, nice. I, I mean, I didn't really have a good lean on this, so I'm glad that you had all that information. Um, the thing that's key for me right now is Carolina just not as good on offense when Cam Newton's banged up. Like, he's had the shoulder issue, and it really hasn't affected him throwing, but he's only run the ball four times the last two weeks combined, uh, last two games combined. That's very significant. I mean, he's running the ball like six, seven, eight times. He's on pace for, you know, a career high in rush attempts. Um, before this stretch. So definitely want to keep your eye out on that. Um, Seattle's pass defense has been excellent this season. So uh, just a lot of a lot of interesting things, I think, statistically going in Seattle's favor. Um, but uh, the trends that you mentioned, I think, are all very strong and very good. So uh, I don't have, like, a strong enough lean to dispute anything that you said. Uh, Dolphins at Colts. Colts favored by 7.5 here at home. Uh, the total is at 51. Uh, the spread did open here at 10, but then it came out that uh, Ryan Tannehill was going to start. So we got a couple points back from uh, the Brock Lobster. And uh, <laughs> now we're at 7.5. So what do you think of that, Matt? Yeah, uh, the the Sharps and the public kind of seem to be in agreement here, at least early in the week, on the Dolphins. Uh, they have the majority of the tickets right now and an even bigger majority of the money um, that could obviously change as we get closer to Sunday. I'm sure a lot of Colts money will come in from the casual betters, but I do think it's just a lot of points to lay with a defense that is as vulnerable as Indies is like they did shut down Tennessee last week, but Tennessee stinks on offense. I don't think that's, you know, a huge stretch. And the Dolphins have been competitive under Ryan Tannehill. Like, I still don't think they're a good football team, but I also don't think that they're like a touchdown worse than Indianapolis. So I will grab the points here. Uh, I don't feel super strong about it. Uh, I have a feeling you're going to be on the Colts because you've kind of been on the Colts all year. So I'm willing to be talked into them if you make a strong enough case. Well, so I have I have two conflicting arguments. My first argument is that teams coming off big wins, team coming off wins of 28 or more, um, you know, have not fared great against the spread. Uh, opponents covering 56% of the time. So uh, from that standpoint, that you know, same trend that we mentioned for the Falcons, uh, from that standpoint, I think that it's fair to like Miami. On the other hand, I don't really think that Ryan Tannehill is that big of a difference. I mean, I know that we got we're getting roughly three points here. Yeah, from the that is kind of more than I would have expected. Right. Like I, I just don't really think that Tannehill's worth that much. Um, I'm curious. You know, I we can't get the breakdown from from Tan on this, but like I'd love to know how much of that Miami money came in like before the line moved after the quarterback change was made. Um, like when it was still ten. But I just like I just don't think that that Tannehill is very good. Um, obviously, I think that your point on the indie defense is well taken, uh, but the Colts' offense has just been incredible, and the Dolphins have been awful against the run. Like I, I 
they've given big games up to virtually every running back tandem they faced over the last like six or seven weeks. Uh, the only team that didn't run the ball over against them was the Jets, and the Jets don't really have a run game, so that kind of <laughs> makes sense. Um, the Jets have only a run game. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, running for their lives. That's all the quarterbacks are doing right now. Um, <laughs> but so, like, I I think that like Indy can get up and stay up in this game. Like, I don't really know where the Dolphins' edge is to compete. I mean, they're a little banged up at the skill positions on offense. You know, Kenyon Drake's banged up. Devontae Parker's banged up. Danny Amendola's banged up. So, like, when I look at all that, I'm just like, I don't know if if Miami can compete in this game. So, uh, I guess the best way to phrase how I feel is I, I want to kind of see what happens to the line over the next few days, and that will probably finalize my opinion. Uh, but for now, yeah, I think I would, I think I would side with the Colts. Maybe that makes me a square. I don't know. I, you know, I think you can go either way on this game. Like, I don't think that, like I said, I don't have a huge feel on it. Yeah. I just think that it's a lot of points to ask. It, it is a lot of points. Uh, cards at Chargers. I want to talk about a lot of points, Matt. Chargers favored by 12 and a half. Totals at 44 and a half. Uh, Cardinals just lost to the Walking Dead Oakland Raiders. Uh, and the Chargers lost to Denver, which I think was surprising. But, of course, you know, division game. Uh, do they bounce back here, Matt? I believe one of us had the uh, the Denver Broncos in their picks this week. Yeah, that was, was that, you. That was, was that you? you. Oh, it was me. It was me. It was I'll me. be honest, actually, too. You know, it's, you know what's funny is I, I had them in, uh, not in the picks for the show, obviously, but I had them in my picks for the uh, Fantasy Pros contest. And uh, I took them out once I saw that Bosa was active. I just totally fished <laughs> it up. It, you know, it's uh, they're a bad team, right? Like they're not good. But here's what I will say uh, about the Cardinals this week: I really like them. Um, they have covered a lot of games this year. They lost by 34 to the Rams. They got beaten pretty badly by Arizona in, or I'm sorry, by Washington in Week One. But they lo- they've lost by two to the Bears, three to the Seahawks, ten to the Vikings. 10 to the Niners, 3 to the Niners. They got killed by the Broncos on Thursday Night Football. They lost by 12 to the Chiefs in Kansas City. And they lost by 2 to the Raiders. So there's not a ton of blowout losses really in there. You know, like, especially Mm -hmm. since they've made the change at offensive coordinator, they've been pretty, uh, they've been much better offensively, at least in terms of getting the ball to Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson. So I think that this is a lot of points to ask for a Chargers team that I'm still not sure how good they are. You know, like I know it's been 10 weeks of games for them. So like I feel like we should have a good feel for them, but they really haven't played anybody. So I I know they're seven and three, but the only good teams that they've really played, they've lost to. So I think that this is too many points to ask. I like the Cardinals quite a bit to keep this game competitive. Yeah, and it is worth mentioning that, you know, the last time we saw Arizona as, like, big dogs against Kansas City, uh, I mean, they gave the ball to David Johnson a ton. He had nine car- uh, nine targets. He had 21 carries. I mean, Arizona's did everything they could to keep the game close. Byron Leftwich obviously knows how to get it to DJ, like you mentioned. Like, it is a lot of points. I think that for that reason, you got to like Arizona. I mean, the Chargers' offense is potent, um, but you would imagine that, they're going to run the ball more or at least more effectively against the Cardinals, considering that Arizona is worse against the run. 
So then you end up like with two teams running the ball and that makes it hard to, to cover, you know, basically three scores or, you know, two scores. Um, so I think that for that, for those reasons, it does make sense to uh, target the cards. And you know, I love a good look ahead spot and the chargers have the Steelers coming up next week in Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's about as look ahead as it gets. Right. So yeah, Cardinals, uh, it worked for me. I took them against uh, Kansas City when I was in Vegas for a pretty big play. And uh, I think I'll be doing the same thing this week. Not in Vegas, though. I can't go back as much as I'd like to. Yeah, we're just going to move there one day, right? That's where we're <laughs> going to retire to. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I'd i lose my entire life savings if I did that. You just got to get like a, like a spotter as a roommate. You know, like <laughs> it's just your job. Like... <laughs> You're just gonna. You live see Matt me. running towards the blackjack table. You gotta tackle him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's it. <laughs> it's like uh, like what these what the Cowboys used to do for debts. You know, you right? Have okay. A guy following around. You know what? I'm okay with that. I I would ha- I would I would take a babysitter. You know, in Vegas, <laughs> like <laughs> it's. I wouldn't it. look down on that. Uh, Steelers at Broncos. I mean, this is uh, yeah, aforementioned Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, favored only by three here on the road. It does seem like the books are figuring out the uh, Steelers on the road narrative that we've been kind of hammering, or at least that you've been hammering. Uh, 46 and a half point total here, Matt. I mean, three points now for a team that I would say is very clearly better. Uh, has the spread adjusted too far here? No. I still <laughs> think that uh, Pittsburgh might be a little too fi- too too high of a favorite in my opinion. Uh, I think that the value lies with the Vikings. Uh, they're saying that this game would be Pittsburgh minus nine in Pittsburgh. That feels high to me. So I will go with the Vikings. I know that they have not been the Broncos. Per- oh yes. Sorry. The Broncos. Um, I know that they have not been particularly great this year, but they did just have a big win uh, against the chargers at home. Like the Broncos home field advantage has to be one of the bigger ones in the league. So I, I like them here. I think that this is a good spot. Uh, I'm not confident enough that they're going to end up in my five picks, but I still do think that I, I am siding with Denver. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the Steelers kind of learn their lesson here and uh, just ride James Conner because this is really a spot where you have to run the football. Uh, Denver is way worse in run defense. I mean, they're like about league average in run defense but like way worse than they are against the pass. They're top five again in DVOA against the pass. Uh, they have a great pass rush. Bradley Chubb is, is kind of coming on as a rookie. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think Denver's tough, um, but I I just don't really have a lean on it because I, I don't want to bet the Steelers. Like the Steelers, me betting the Steelers on the, on the road is like basically over at this point. Um, but I just don't think three points is enough. So I will uh, probably stay away. If it if it gets under three, um, I would cons- I would consider a small bet on, on Pittsburgh, but I just I would rather just not. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather stop by the Steelers on the road ever again. Um, last game that we have on the books so far, Sunday Night Football: Packers at Vikings, Minnesota favored by three, forty-seven and a half point total. I mean, I'd say that both of these teams have disappointed greatly this year. Uh, Packers, I mean, obviously have just completely underachieved. And I think that we expected the Vikings to be on par with like the Rams this year with the moves that they made in the offseason and uh, 
you know, the skill players, they already had an offense, but they really haven't clicked. Uh, who gets right in this spot? Yeah, I think the Vikings are a prime example of why the worst thing you can do is pay a mediocre quarterback. You know, like Kirk Cousins is probably an upgrade for Case Keenum, but is he so much of an upgrade that you'd pay him an extra $20 million a year? There's no way. And now that's going to come back to hurt this team down the line. Like they're not going to be able to retain some of their talented, you know, wide receivers or defensive players or, you know, Dalvin Cook when his contract comes up, even though he hasn't been a particularly useful asset this year. Like you've kind of been talking about it for years. And I think you're, uh, you were way ahead of the curve that the sharp way to build a team now is by getting a cheap quarterback who's capable and just loading up around him. Like, the, the best way to do it is by drafting a, a guy in the first round. We've seen a lot of teams do that recently, but you could probably also execute that strategy if you get somebody, you know, a veteran type player and you're paying him minimally. Like I would be very intrigued to see if somebody could sign Teddy Bridgewater to like a, you know, like a four year, $20 million deal. Like maybe that's less than what he's going to get in free agency, but if I was an NFL GM and I had a need at quarterback, that would kind of be how I was looking to build my team. So anyway, that's an aside. Uh, with that out of the way, I do think that this is a pretty good spot to back the Vikings. If you look at Rodgers and the Packers, they have been getting a lot of public support despite being on the road. They're getting 73% of the bets right now from the general public. And the Packers have been awful on the road this year. I don't think they've won a road game yet. So I think that the Vikings are a nice spot here. If you want to be a contrarian better, you're only laying the three for home field. And I think that the Vikings are still the clearly superior team uh, at every position except for quarterback, especially since the Packers are dealing with a couple of injuries right now. So I think that the Vikings are the play here. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I think that the the Vikings are just way better. Like, the Packers have done nothing to tell me that they can go on the road and really beat anyone, uh, let alone a division rival, let alone uh, a team that has really competent offensive pieces. I mean, the the Packers have been better in the defensive secondary this year, but they're, they still have two corners uh, in the top 15 in yards allowed per route covered, um, you know, still basically getting torched. And, you know, in a league where completing passes has never been easier, uh, Aaron Rodgers is completing less than 62% of his passes. So, I mean, we can talk about the scheme. We can talk about the weapons being injured. We can talk about the offensive line not doing a great job. Uh, but the pass game really hasn't been all that great in Green Bay. And uh, it just feels like a really good get-right spot for Minnesota. They're still not, like, really out of it. Like, if they really come on down the stretch here, they could potentially still get a wild-card spot because, I mean, really the rest of the NFC hasn't been that great. I mean, you have the Bears who are going to win the division, and uh, you have the two teams that will surely get the bye, the Rams and the Saints. But, like, the rest of the NFC isn't really that good. You're not going to get a wild-card team out of the NFC East. And, uh, I mean, the NFC West is hot garbage. So, like, I, I feel like Minnesota at five and four, if they can get the six and four, they're pretty much in playoff position. They kind of control their own destiny from here on out. 
Uh, and I think that that matters in a game like this as late in the season. So uh, give me the Vikings. Yeah, as far as playoff stuff, I think you're basically looking at the Panthers probably still are a favorite, you know, to, to get one of the two wild card spots. Sure. But then after that, you're looking at the Vikings, the Packers, the Seahawks. Like, the Vikings definitely still very much in playoff positioning. And the Packers are too, for that matter. So yep. this will be an important game one way or the other. All right, well, let's get to our five picks, Matt. Uh, the book at my bookie picks of the week. Uh, we're just going to rename this the Lamarca Picks of the Week, honestly, because it's the only actionable part of the segment. Um, <laughs> you're three and two last week, 28, 24, and three overall. Three and two. I thought I had a push. We didn't get uh, Atlanta plus three. No, they were they were a favorite by three. Oh, okay. <laughs> so no push for you. Um, <laughs> and I only know that because I had them too, and they didn't push. Um, gotcha. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I will say this in my defense, like my picks, the picks that I put out on the Saturday show that I do on the, on, uh, the stream have been way better with a little more time to digest the information and finalize the picks um, and copy off me and copy off you, obviously. <laughs> but, I'm just uh, kidding. Hey, I gave out some, uh, I gave out uh, a 14 to one winner last week on the show. So I felt, I felt good about that. Um, but you are you are dominating the contest. I mean, there's not that much time left. I'm gonna have to take some chances soon, more than the chances I've already taken, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, give us your five this week, Matt. All right. So I'm starting with the Bears on Thursday. Get that my bookie free play, Chicago minus three. Uh, I'm taking the Eagles minus five and a half. I am taking the Buffalo Bills at plus three. I'm rolling with the Cardinals at plus 12. And my last spot is a little bit uh, tougher for me. There were a couple of teams that I've been mulling through, but I am ultimately going to settle on the Minnesota Vikings minus three. All right, I like it. Uh, I am with you on the Bears, obviously. Uh, I will be betting the Eagles now for the third consecutive week. Um, <laughs> one time, Philly, please. Uh, Tampa Bay, San Francisco over for the four and a half. That's probably my second favorite bet of the week after the Bears. Um, taking the Pats, laying less than 10 against your Jets. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Atlanta plus 13. I know that we love the, the Thursday favorites, and they've really crushed this year, uh, especially at home. But I just think 13 points is way too many. Humongous uh, spread. Especially for a division game. Yes. Um, so I'm gonna lay. I'm gonna take the 13 there with the Atlanta. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of Laying the Points, brought to you by my bookie. Please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Get the deposit bonus on my bookie for using promo code Rotaviz. Get your free bets in on my bookie. Again, that is not just for new people signing up. Anyone that has a my bookie account can get that $250 free play on the Bears Lions game tomorrow. Please take advantage of that. Uh, and again, you know, follow us here on the stream. Follow me on Twitch so you know when we go live. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And uh, that'll be it. For Matt LaMarca, I'm Anthony Miko. May the odds be ever in your favor.
Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory.